Chapter twenty nine of Meg of Mystery Mountain. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Meg of Mystery Mountain by Grace May North. Chapter twenty nine The Barbecue. Julie and Gerald were hilariously excited as the hour of the roast approached. Mr. Packard had selected them as his aides, and had made a committee on arrangement. They took wood to the pit, and then went with the ever-beaming Chinese gardener to the field where the corn grew, and they carried back between them a heavily laden basket. Then the long table near the lake that was sheltered by cottonwood trees was set with the plates and dishes found on every cattle ranch in reserve for round-ups and similar occasions when many are to be fred. In the centre Julie placed a huge bouquet of scarlet saliva and golden glue to make the table extra pretty, and she put Meg's name nearest the flowers, but, with the innocence of childhood, she put Dan's name at the place directly opposite. When the guests were finally summoned, Julie's big brother protested that he didn't want to sit directly behind that huge bouquet because he couldn't see anything. Julie looked perplexed. "'Why, yes, you can, so you can see the foothills and just lots of things.' Then Gerald blurted out, "'Silly, he can't see Meg Heger, can he, when you've put her right across from the bouquet?' How they all laughed, even Meg, and Mrs. Starr, glancing at the mountain girl, marvelled at her beauty, and thought it quite natural that any lad would rather look at her than at the scarlet gold bouquet. Mr. Packard settled the matter by removing the huge centrepiece to a side table. "'There, that's heaps better,' Jean said as he smiled across at Marian. Now I also have a better view of the foothills, he added mischievously. It was hard, cruelly hard for Jane, even though Bob Starr, who was seated next to her, tried his utmost to be entertaining. Bob was indeed puzzled. He was not at all conceited, but, up to the present, he had found even very attractive girls seeking, rather than spurning, his companionship. Icebergs aren't in my line, he decided, and turned towards little Julie, who was on his other side and whose fresh enthusiasm was interesting, even to a lad several years her senior. Mary noticed that her best friend did not eat with them the same zest that was apparent in the appetites of all the others. After a time, she suggested to Bob that he change seats with her. The table had just been cleared, and Gerald had darted away with the Chinaman to bring on the general slices of watermelon, and so the change was made very easily. Mary slipped a hand under the table and held Jane's in a close, loving clasp. "'Dear,' she said softly, "'you are feeling well, are you? "'Shall we go back to the ranch house? "'I do not mind missing the watermelon.' "'No, thank you, Marian,' Jane's voice, "'try as she might to make it sound natural, "'had in it a note of reserve that was almost cold. "'For the first time in the years that they had been so intimate, "'Jane had used the formal Marian. "'The friends who loved her always called her Mary. "'Something was wrong, radically wrong.' Mary ate her slice of watermelon, wondering what it could possibly be, and finally decided that if Jane's manner remained unchanged throughout the evening, she would accompany her mother to the east on the following day. "'There is going to be a wonderful moon tonight,' Mr. Packard said. "'Why don't you young people climb a foothill trail and watch it rise?' "'That's a good suggestion,' Jean Sawyer at once offered to lead the expedition. Then, as everyone had arisen, he went to the two girls who were seated together, and said with a smile which included them both, "'Shall we three go ahead?' But Jane replied, "'You and Mary may go. I have one of my sick headaches. I shall go to bed at once.' Jean Sawyer looked at the girl almost sadly. 
Then he said quietly, "'I am sorry, Jane. May I walk back to the house with you?' "'I thank you, no.' The girl's haughty manner was in evidence. Then, going to Mr. Packard, she asked to be excused and walked quickly around the little lake. Mary watched her thoughtfully. Then, turning to her companion, she said, "'Jean, I think I understand. May I tell her our secret now, tonight?' The boy assented eagerly. "'I shall be glad to have Jane know,' he said. Then Mary also excused herself and followed her friend. End of chapter 29